Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Authentic Faith Podcast. Happy Tuesday. I was looking for an intro song. I, I don't know if I'm going to find it. <laughs> we both are picking a song. We're both going to pick a song. My problem is that I go to my playlist that's not worship. You should play it. And it's, there, there's some, so, no, there's songs with bad words. Oh, <laughs> so if I play her? a song, this is why it's really hard sometimes because you're all going to judge me if I say ah, something. No Every, judgment. Oh this yeah, is a judgment-free zone right oh, yeah. here. A live, po- a live podcast <laughs> is a judgment-free zone. There's never been a more or a less free judgment zone that I've ever existed in than a live podcast That's funny. where you can just speak comfortably and off the cuff and people can take your words. And this one you can. I'm saying that out. No one's allowed to judge. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> and, they all, and, and like we know from experience, everybody always listens to us, right? <laughs> so you tell them not to judge and they're all just, okay, Mariah said it. <laughs> yeah, Leader, right. That's leadership 201. Yeah, right. Um, can I, did you play a song? No, I'm not okay. going to do it. I, my songs were I'll too bad. I'll just tell you, I listen to a lot of Christian music, but I love just like secular music. To be honest, the reason it was hard a few weeks ago to answer is because I do have a lot of songs. To answer what? Um, it Nobody was hard to answer. We, we talked up. well, if you're a podcaster with us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the one of the questions was, "What's your favorite worship song at the moment?" And I have one. I just, I have a few, but I just want to be honest. I don't want to throw. I don't like to just throw random ones out there. But I have to say, we need help in the music industry for the Christian music. Like there, we there's we have all creative God, like so creative, and He has made us a co-creator. We should be. We should come on. That was one of the biggest stumbling blocks for better. me becoming a Christian because I came from the music scene. Yeah, and I thought in late '90s, early 2000s church culture, I thought that you had to be cleansed of your creativity on the cross. Yes, I am. Yeah, I feel that. I thought like there was like yeah. a, a a cleansing that happened. You were not allowed to. Um, Nothing fun. I felt like anyone could join a band and uh-huh. anyone could just, you could call it whatever you want to call it. And there was no real like prioritization of like, let's innovate. Let's do something that sounds good. Let's try something new. Let's, yeah. let's actually, let's at least begin to open our minds to like, what if we shouldn't do it the same way we did it 10 years ago? Whoa. Oh, you we know? know that. And also... This is not really our topic today, but this is a good not intro. Not at all our topic. So not hang at all. With us. But um, I feel like church music, this is different in our, I think in most often churches now, but I feel like music that we listen to like this. If you know, you know. Or I this. I don't know. If you don't know. Do you feel that? Not like that. <laughs> okay. But that hey. is designed to make you move. <laughs> Are you saying A? <laughs> hey, I don't know what he was getting into there. No, nothing bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> that is designed to make you feel something and move your body. Like, and I feel like I want to in music move and like feel something. And I feel like in Christian music, it's created to just stand there. Like most often it's like, there's not a reaction, which is crazy because you're worshiping and you would think you would move. We do. We move a lot. I, know. I anyway. remember this is going to sound anyway. really bad, but in the 90s, I remember um, DC Talk had come out and everybody was saying, you got to love this band. But in the 90s, yeah, like, like we had it. Jars of Clay and GC, DC Talk and and I'm listening to Nirvana, Nine Inch Nails, Soundgarden, Rage Against the Machine, oh, yeah. uh, just really like rock mm-hmm. and roll music and then they're like check this out this is like you're gonna love this and it's dc talk and you're like, this is not it <laughs> i i got into it for a minute because i was going okay maybe we're like beginning to do some stuff um yeah. but it was it, it was like a vapor it came and it went so fast <laughs> maybe it paved away because i'm like a few years after that where i was like there's other christian music that came and i was like this is not i grew up like not my parents didn't make us listen to Christian music, but yeah. yeah. Anyways. Anyways. I also grew up in the church. 
We grew up in the church. You grew up in the church? No. I did not grow oh, up in the church. <laughs> I went to church several times <laughs> with friends, but I did not Imagine. grow up in the church. No, I know this. <laughs> um, all right. Somehow I got a segue into what we're talking about. Church hurt. Part two. Part dos. You guys, there was so much we wanted to talk about last time that we could not get into, but we're going to try today. I'm going to try to stay on track. I'm just going to let you launch it and get it going. I don't know where to start. Go. So we kind of left off. There was something that you said last time. So if you haven't watched part one, go listen or watch part one. Um, you said, how do like how do people not impose their culture onto another a people group? And that was like, I really feel like we have to talk about that. That's a that's a big general area to start, but imposing culture on a people. I remember coming to our church, and I came from a church at Bethel, um, from Bethel School of Ministry in Reading, and I had this like incubator all around me, and it was like this freedom incubator, and like just a thick access to Jesus. I would say thick, thick. I don't know, very concentrated spiritual environment. And it's not perfect, but that's what I had three years in. And then I come here and I was like, I want, even though our pastor there said, do not go into your new church thinking you're going to go and impose or um, I'm going to teach them or I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to come over. I'm going to come strong and I'm going to come out like roar. Well, I'm going to come out really strong. <laughs> um come low and go and serve and find out what they need from you. You don't go and just say, here, I have answers for you. Do what I, and a lot of people I've noticed come in saying, even to this day, oh, I got answers for you guys. You need this, 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 this. And it's like, chill, chill. Like no one wants to hear that. So um, even though I knew not to do that, I still, I still wanted to do that myself. <laughs> like spiritual culture, this kingdom culture that, um, do you know on the other side, like meeting me, I probably was this intense, like chill. There's a time for it. I think maybe even my brother, he was Landon. He was our, the worship pastor for a bit. He was really good, I feel like, at coming from a culture and asking what you need and like doing it. it me, was. not so much, perhaps. Maybe now better. But anyway, that's a really good um, topic. And it relates to church hurt because it's also if you came from a hurt background and you come into a new place and you're putting on your hurt from that background. Yeah. So it could be good things and your hurt. It can be both, all of it. So do you want to share a little? Yeah, we totally that was kind of like. There's a, no, that's good. I just want to stir I it think up. It, I think it laid a foundation for where we're going yeah. because I, I remember those days with you very clearly. I really loved you. Like from the beginning, I met her and I was like, I really want this girl to be all in with us. Yeah. Um, loved your brother, obviously, yeah. and felt connected to your family at that time. I was, you know, close to your mom. Your mom's in Mexico now, but like um, your mom and dad. She's coming back. She's coming back. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but I remember um, I'm very relational uh -huh. at my core. So like when I find people that uh, I get chemistry and calling right and we just start working together. Yeah. And so I, uh, in those days, I knew we weren't what you wanted us to be. <laughs> but I also knew that we can't rush the gates of this thing because people don't even understand what we're doing. I remember one of the first times so true. We, we entered into worship and we hadn't had people come up or barely raise their hands in worship. I mean, and is the goal <laughs> to raise your hands in worship? We could start there. Like, no, oh, no, no. The goal isn't to have a room on fire and worship. The goal is to actually have Jesus in the room. Yeah. You and know, like when it comes to worship, yeah. It makes it, you lift your hands because you're whatever. free. But the, the goal, yeah. if you go after the lifting of hands or the response from people, you're going to you're going to get off track because like, the, yeah. it's never you're about the performance. The you're chasing all this yeah. other stuff when really it's about Jesus. That's good. You know, so he's the core of it. So like we began to develop our worship culture with simply worshiping in small spaces. Do you remember when we started worshiping in prayer rooms? Like Landon would come in with his acoustic guitar and we would just worship before yeah, church. Yeah, the back room, like the, back the room, behind yeah, the sound yeah. booth. Or, or in the gym room, remember the, the gym, gym. gym with the mirrors? Oh we'd my go gosh. there, we'd worship sometimes. We had a we'd, sauna um, at the old church, y'all. Yeah, we did have a sauna it at the old church. It freaked me out. Yeah, I, 
I like that I song. Like, I thought what? it was cool. Why is there a sauna? Because it it's a business to, place. It used to be a business place, and then it turned into a church when we were there. But um, anyway, that's, that's smart. That's yeah. good to have. A so, anyways, <laughs> yeah, we were in a small much places. different. We were like sometimes you come into a culture, and you're ten steps ahead of where they're trying to go, or maybe don't quite know how to how step to get in there. there. Yeah, but they want it, and so. I could see that. You can, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. And and you come in and you're like ripping it open. Not you. I'm saying yeah. people yeah. would come in and you want to rip it open. You want to like Jesus in the temple, turn over tables and all this stuff, right? So you're saying this is wrong, that's wrong. And it's like you start triggering. You come into a culture when you come from a culture that's healthy. We're talking about a healthy culture. Yeah. You come from a culture that's healthy or free or there's spiritual passion or there's space to explore your calling and your gift yeah. and like room to talk and communicate and respond to Jesus. However mm -hmm. you feel led to respond to Jesus. And then you come into a culture where everyone's afraid. Yeah. They don't know how to, mm. they're not vulnerable. They don't mm. know how to step out. What do you do? You know? So we would always say like, you can't force it. That was the number one thing yeah. is you can't force change. That's good. You have to lead people into it and people have to make choices. That's they have to so make a choice good. to buy in on it. And you have to do it person by person. It's like, how did Jesus change culture? Hmm. So Jesus came from heaven. There's never been a more spiritual environment. So you talk and about... came to a real messed up environment. Yeah, it came to... How did he change? Yeah. Like, what did he do? Parables, little conversations, challenging people, yes. walking with them. Yes. But it happened one conversation at a time. Yeah. You begin to build. You begin to call somebody in. He wasn't call frantic. No. He wasn't like, he wasn't you need, you, you're missing it. Ah, or like manifesting. Look, at you have to do this. It was like. No, no. To change. Call, never. <laughs> never. Let's talk. Like Let's there's talk a lot of people it. who want me uh, to, to cultivate a certain thing in our ministry because we're in a charismatic stream where they say, we need this or we need that or this is what it looks excited, like. But chill. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't. Do you understand that for this to be authentic, we can't force any of it? That's so good. It has it's to not, be it can't really be a him. Yeah. You can't force intimacy. No. You can't force a congregation to be intimate. It's like, that's so how do, messed how does up. That, how does that start like in a relationship? Yeah. You go have a one night stand, it's over. Like a lot of churches, they have a night of worship, but they never develop real true intimacy. That, yeah. And mm. so you have a guest worshiper who comes in and everybody's floored. But then they go back to their lives um, and you say, well, was that really the goal? Mm. Or was the goal to take each individual person deeper into the secret place? So we're talking church hurt, but I have to sidebar or whatever. Yeah. I have to. So this is going to go so many places, though. I shouldn't. Just go. You're good. I'll follow you. I know, but I, it's going to take us down a rabbit hole. So with that. Do a minute and a half U-turn. We'll come back. Okay, I'll U-turn it. I know I this is, we always talk, I think this podcast should be called like tension or something because I feel like we communicate the tension of like both sides of things. But with what you said, um, it's not just like, okay, bring in a worship pastor, do this and then they leave and then we're stuck. What about, we love Billy Graham, but like, what about that? Like the tent revival and like something like that where you go and do this or like, you know, summer camp was kind of like that. I know God can move. So that's my U-turn. It yeah. doesn't like, I'm answering my own thing, but like, what about you just, there's this revival thing and you go to a night of worship somewhere and there's no like discipleship. It's not, there's no follow up. What about all those people that I are like, this. now what? And I so, love this. Ah, because this like, is more discipleship. I'm for the tent revival. I love that. I love, I love the events. I love worship nights. I love the evangelism. Does that create church hurt? I'll say Can it creates create false orphans? expectations for what it is because you have, hmm. you believe everything's going to happen in a moment when in reality, this happens daily. It's a daily walk. And so you go to an event and you think my whole life, you go and your life may change drastically after a night of worship or yes, after an evangelism God. event. It can change drastically. God can do whatever he wants to do. You could have a Damascus Road experience and everything yeah. could change. But the way that the kingdom moves in people is different than that. Okay. It's like a mustard seed. That's good. And it grows small and it <sighs> gets a little bigger. It grows so roots and it's all under the surface. Yeah. And then 
after a year or so, like it grows some roots in an area and then it strengthens the, the branches and then it begins to bear fruit. Like the process is much more like landscaping or like you hear uh, that agric- agriculture is much more about an agriculture mindset than a microwave ministry. Okay. Mm. So you're, so no roundup ready seeds for this. Yeah. You know? So you can't you know go I mean? miracle you know growth, I mean? miracle growth works, but it. like, you have to, that I think toxic. so. So yeah. So here's what I think. Those that's why some of these moves of God don't last is because they don't focus on discipleship. Yeah. They don't focus on walking with people into that place as a I way of a feeling as a way of life. Jesus mm-hmm. said, I'm the way and the life. Remember how many followed him? The crowds followed him and they were like wanting to see him do something, but very little stayed with him and believed and like, like we actually followed him the crowd there was the masses and then there were the few it took i remember check this out so i'm gonna i'm gonna roast us real quick oh i came and i had a vision i don't know if it's a vision it was more like a picture i got in prayer it wasn't an open vision but i saw uh, a picture of a banner and like people coming after church for prayer and i had got our. oh yeah here we go yeah it was horrible (laughs) i i uh tell our prayer team and i come full of faith i'm saying that's it we're gonna we're gonna have a banner. It's gonna say I'm not gonna tell you what it says because say it. What is it gonna say? It said freedom. Oh, remember and and then oh, yeah. this is gonna be a follow up area where people are gonna come and get prayer over issues after and service. After service, yeah, right. And so uh, we create this whole banner. And we're like, okay, freedom. This is where it's at. We're which gonna set beautiful. people free, which is beautiful, right? Um, I get the prayer team ready. I get like four or five, six lines of people ready to go. And I go into this church service and I'm teaching the word and I'm passionate and we had worship and I go to do the altar call. (laughs) Crickets. (laughs) Not a single person went to the freedom section. And I was, uh, I got done and I felt bad because I put the prayer team in that position. (laughs) You're like awkward. And I'm but I'm also learning as a pastor too, and this is where you have to have grace for pastors. I'm learning as I go too. Oh, sometimes God will give me an idea or a picture of something that's not for now. Maybe it's for later. And because I'm an activator, I move on it now thinking it's for now, but reality it's for like two or three years later. And there needs to be a safe space to try and mess up. And like, why are we so afraid to mess up? Experiment, right? Also, I have to say with that, as you said, the banner freedom, like that's literally our banner over us is freedom now. We don't need a physical banner to do it. It happens naturally on Sundays. So in some ways it shifted our culture for the positive because it was good. It was a prophetic moment. It was a prophetic moment, but there was not very much freedom no. happening in that room <laughs> at that point it was it was an epic fail from my perspective that's so good but that's what happens when you try to force something yeah. so we're talking imposing about imposing culture, culture. Yeah. like i was trying really hard mariah came trying really hard i remember you you came the first time you came into our worship service like we have a bunch of like older people in our church <laughs> because we were sharing a I building i didn't know where everyone was at church. and um we had some non-believers we had like <laughs> three people in the core that were going after it at that time. I had no and idea. Mariah came in and I remember having to step over you in the aisle because you're flat on your back in worship. I, I remember. Going, She's going after it. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> this chick. I had no idea. I just came from a, a culture of breaking things off of me. I was a free, I was not like, I'm free. I'm going to bulldoze you. But I was like, I'm free. I have a voice. Um, I like I'm free and worship. I am free. And I like I danced in I danced in worship a lot. I haven't in the last few years, but I used to dance like like throwing my body in like those drums, those drums. And oh, those drums. The drums. Oh, those drums. I'm drooling. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> Stop right now. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> drums yo drums stop are so powerful yeah, yes, yes. no i have to explain drum the drum beat is in heaven like you know there are the clanging and the the beautiful like it's gonna be beautiful but drums get me moving i have a background in hip-hop maybe that's why but i like i'll go crazy for the drums <laughs> anyway so what i mean to say is i didn't know where people were at. i remember the first sunday i was just like it was dark it's a dark space which is so different than how we are now it's like just let everything be seen and it was so dark 
And I'm like, I don't know these people. I don't know. I can tell like Nick and you. And I was like, they seem like obviously in charge. I knew you were. But like, I'm like, okay, he's, they're like working together. I see Landon. Like, I don't know anyone else. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to worship. We're here to worship. I'm going to worship. Like, I expect everyone's going to. (laughs) And you have to remember also, I hadn't been back in Ventura in eight years, seven years. I was in Mexico where they jump in worship, jumpy, jump, jump, jump. They're very, they run in worship. Um, and then in, in Bethel, it's kind of same thing. And so I haven't you come been back. To, you come to Ventura and everybody wants to sip coffee. Yeah. And when I left Ventura, when I left Ventura, um, I was like, it was like there were, I wouldn't say there was revival, but it was like revival. Like there was a lot happening in um, Ventura County. And so I came back thinking, expecting that's going to be similar. So um, then I came and I'm, I, I remember laying face down in the dark in worship. It was so dark. And I was like, this is great. No one's going to see me. Yeah. People saw me. Anyways, it's you can't you just got. And then I realized, oh, these people are not there yet. And so you talk change. Yeah. Yeah changing something coming from a place that's healthy yeah it's like an apostolic transfer like the way that the apostles would take heaven's culture and go and activate it on earth yeah like jesus took what was happening in heaven Mm -hmm. put it on earth and he was patient same way when you go from a healthy culture to an unhealthy culture the goal is to bring positive change right the temptation will be if things don't change the way I want it to happen, when I want it to happen. That's good. Timing. Then I'm going to have to process my frustration. How do you do Yeah. And this is where it gets really difficult because you talk church hurt. Yeah. Process most people, frustration. Most people want something good to happen. Um, but I would say they lack the patience and the self-awareness mm-hmm. to really serve humbly and see change happening over the time that will be lasting. Hmm. And so, um, and then yes, also you have to understand so that you have to also understand that like, why did we step into the culture we have now? Like, cause right now our church, like Sunday on fire with worship, uh-huh. everybody stuck, like yeah. everybody worshiping. We have developed a worship culture over four years, five years of just step by step prioritizing worship, prioritizing intimacy with Jesus, prioritizing, um, making worship holy yeah, and like calling people in and letting the spirit move and like giving him space, stripping it all away, stripping it away, getting rid of the lights, getting rid of performance, getting rid of the stuff. And so all we want is him. And we've been willing to let go of instruments. We've been willing to sing acapella. We've been willing to sit in silence for minutes Mm -hmm. and just wait for the Holy spirit to move. We've been willing to just do an acoustic guitar on a Sunday. And we've been willing to not worship at all on a Sunday. Like there's times listening where we're just, Listen, and we've developed a culture where everybody's just looking for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say to people who, which is, this relates to hurt because it's being healthy. So I'll just say this is like the healthy side. Um, something that helps coming into a new culture is to like, and if the timing, we're talking about timing and wanting to um, say something, but it's just not, you need like, come low, serve, listen. Prayer, prayer. I recommend that is stronger than you know and you see something, pray first. Pray about it. Take time. Maybe it's months. Maybe it's a year. And staying there and rooting, like staying in, um, like faithful and committed to something in prayer. And the self-awareness side, I want to speak into that because on church hurt, I get it. Bad things happen and we're going to talk about that. We're going yeah. to pivot now. Yeah, let's um, Unhealthy cultures exist in church but also understand that churches um change happened in the church big c church when jesus came Mm -hmm. so the anointing flows from the head to the feet Mm. remember when he was anointed it went down head to the feet right so if he's the head of the church the anointing flows to the feet which is us Mm -hmm. the body right we're the body of christ if you go into a church culture and your leadership isn't on the same page yeah you have to have the self-awareness to say, number one, I can't make choices for people who are in leadership. Mm. So I have to choose to honor people even if they don't choose to go the direction I'm going. Because God will actually give someone the ability to make a choice 
to be unhealthy yeah. or make a choice. And I'm not Everyone's assuming if I'm in and check this out. I want to be person. careful. Self-awareness. I want to be careful. Just because you don't worship like us doesn't mean you have an unhealthy culture. Oh yeah. Some can express themselves in worship very yeah. casually or very differently than us. This is the way that we felt was the most, we just created space for people to worship yeah. and respond. Whether past. that's nothing, it's not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, whatever. So like in that though, understand that I was on board with it as the senior pastor. If you're in a ministry or serving at an organization or at a job where mm-hmm. the person in charge is not dedicated to seeing this change happen, understand right. that you're going to have to have That's a good. couple of things. You're going to have to have self-awareness to know like, okay, so number one, I'm not in charge of this. So you have to make a decision. Am I going to either A, pray like you say, B, patience, Am I going to be patient and just wait through this process? See, am I called to this? Mm-hmm. Is this where I'm supposed to mm-hmm. be? Uh, and if all those are like clicking and you're called and you can be patient and you're praying, then you can't really be focused on results or you're going to be frustrated. Yeah. You just have to continue to plant seeds and water seeds. In your and own pray. life too. Yeah. Something could break out unintentionally. It's not manipulated. Yeah. You and so you, and, and so for some that would come into an unhealthy culture and you go, whoa, I didn't expect this. Number one, you have a choice. They come from an unhealthy culture? Or come into an unhealthy okay. healthy culture. Sorry. Yeah. Come okay. from something and you have an expectation that it's going to be a certain way and it's not. Mm. That's happened to me before. You come into a ministry responsibility and you assume, and maybe it's been communicated a certain thing's going to happen. Yeah. Then you get 10 weeks into it and everything yeah. changes. Not what I thought. This is not what I thought. Maybe. Feeling trapped. Like for me, for example. Yeah, please. When we moved to the city nine years ago. It was a vision for like younger pastors and this whole thing. And I was one of the first few that was going to come. And then very quickly it turned into more of like a satellite campus vision. And it, uh, it killed my, my soul a little bit, mm-hmm. but the reality is they can do that. Mm. That's their choice. The people leader. in charge. The people in charge can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. If they want to drop a screen down and do a satellite church. They can do that. Wow. I can't change that. Wow. I can speak. You're like, I, feel, I can speak my mind yeah. and I can feel like God has a call for me personally that may be different. Um, but the reality is just because a leader makes a choice, I have to realize that at least in this country, I'm not trapped. Yeah. Right. That's good. I'm not a victim. Never, so yeah. I'm not going to victimize myself. Oh, well, I thought, oh, I had this assumption or maybe I had this expectation. Really? It hurts. When an expectation isn't met by a leader, it hurts. And that situation shouldn't have hurt as bad as it did Mm -hmm. because I allowed myself to care too much about what was happening. Mm. And I really should have just said, okay, okay. I really trust you, God. Yeah. I really trust you. Maybe this isn't what I thought was going to happen, but I really trust you. And that's um, a really great p- position to posture yourself with. You know, I yes. really trust you and I'm going to continue to serve. Mm. I'm going to continue to build people up. I'm going to continue to make disciples. Maybe it doesn't look the way that I feel like it should look until you either a open the door for me to do something else mm. or B you change the situation. Or Can I say something? Yeah. Real quick? One thing I just want to like kind of brag on you a little bit. But like also this, I understand like honoring someone in charge and it just seems like there's different types. So someone that says this is what we're doing and no one has a say and we're doing it. And then there's someone that's like, what do you guys think? Not doing what everyone says, but do you guys feel God on this and including people in prayer and that's something you do really well is we go to prayer and you believe the words from Deborah. You believe Deborah is a prayer person and a prophetic person. You believe them. You believe they're listening to God. You believe the word from Mika. The, I'm just highlighting women right now. Like you believe a word from Brad French. Mm-hmm. You, Glenn, like these people, Jemmy, like you aren't, you don't just go and say, we're going to go do this. You include, first of all, we're going to go to prayer and I'm including not just me praying, but I'm including the people because that's a body a body is multiple members and different gifts and to hear god and so i just have to say i really appreciate that because i don't i as much as i believe there's someone that has to be like in charge of calling shots yes 
it's a body and I don't think it's just like one person and I think a lot of people do get hurt from just like yes they're surrendering like you're saying and just like I needed to let go and just trust God but like there could be communication in there not saying like tell me why you're doing this and I don't trust like but like can we like maybe pre-communicating like communicating before things happen and letting you know that was gonna happen and not not kind of it's just you know open communication and the hard part is like because thank you for saying that number one yeah i am very open to conversation yeah so i'll talk through things with people um sometimes you do have to just there are moments where i make a decision as a leader and i'm never afraid to do that like so um which is great those that lead alongside me on like a board level or spiritual elders in the church or whatever they when I, I reserve those decisions for very specific situations mm-hmm. where I'll say, because uh, I'll give on so many things, but then there's something where I say, I have to do this. Yeah. This has to happen. And that's a rare thing. So like three or four times a year. like But that's probably in your gifting. Like also, you're yeah. like, this has to happen. No, this has to happen. Yeah. And I try not something. to command or bark orders or whatever. But in that, I like to, I mean, not everybody has a pastor that they can talk to openly. Yeah. And say, hey, um, I'm feeling... Let it, this has been hard. Understand the difficulty from my perspective too. You're talking about church. Hurt. Yeah. This is really hard for me. Okay. Because I give people the option to like even staff members to make choices. I don't command. Mm. So I might say, can you do this? And because we set a culture where there is conversation and people could ask questions, um, they will say, yeah, and then they'll go pray about it and they'll come back. They'll say, no, this is weird in the world because uh, I, then you deal with the church hurt side because you, this is the only job in the wor- world where someone that works for you can go to God and hear from God and say no. So this yeah. is this is weird. So I understand that's that true. was that was weird for me too. Well, I guess like, it's like a job offer. Do you want this? Think about so, it. So like if, it, if you don't give people a choice, yeah. even on staff teams yeah. or whatever, if you don't give people a choice, then it becomes a toxic culture Ooh, that's good. because they harbor resentments, they harbor bitterness. But if you do give people a choice, then you have to be secure within be yourself, okay with it. be okay with someone saying no. But then the other side of that is then holding people accountable for a choice. This creates a situation where someone can say no because you create that culture or someone could like I said, no, like the church I worked for, like, right. Like the, it did not work out. Yeah. It did not work out. So the visions were going two ways. I didn't want to go that way. And so I made a choice to get another job. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be under this. Yeah. And, um, but I continued to serve that ministry. Yeah. I got another job and served that ministry until the Holy spirit released me. Um, we didn't actually start this church for four years after we landed. I served another ministry for four years, worked a job in the nonprofit world in Oxnard with the rescue mission Dang, and yeah. waited for the Holy Spirit to tell me to do this. And there were moments where I decided and they, it hurt. It hurt. There's so much that you could have been like, I'm out. I'm ripping out. Painful, I'm painful, painful. Demanding you. This is what I should have. Yeah. And, and to be honest, they have a leaders have a right to make the choices they want to make. God even honors leadership. He yeah. honors oh, yeah. very good. That's good. dangerous leadership. Yeah. Even someone who's corrupt, like God. This is where it's just been very much a conviction for me lately. Yeah. So like, like God you see, still is, can use this person. Yeah. And you, yeah, I wait sometimes and I go, God, you'll pull, there's no way you would let that person move in the anointing or whatever after a decision that's made and you wait for him to pull the rug out from under people and he doesn't do it. And you, and you have to question, you go, why? Sometimes though, their own destruction destroys them and their own pride, their own, um, if there's, if if there's immorality, immorality or like, so in growing and maturity, understand that like for me, immediately my reaction now that I'm maturing in the Lord is not to blame anyone for anything. Mm. I take powerful choices And I make them, I don't blame anyone. Now, those situations can be painful. Yeah. Where expectations weren't met. Disappointment happens. Where you assume something, uh, maybe you're let down by by a leader or, Mm -hmm. I don't know, church hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Church (laughs) hurt happens, right? (laughs) That can be painful. But 
an immature reaction is to now start going and gossiping about that person. Mm. An immature reaction is now to go like start venting to everyone about how bad it is. That was, that's yes. What you may be saying the right thing. Are you thing. going to them? Is there a moment to go to them or is there That's a good question. Or pray for them or like to solve that? Or so, is there like a letting go? There's lots of options probably. So, yes, for sure. So number one, I don't know that you should confront everything. Yeah, right. So I'm not saying that you have to go and speak your mind or not speak your mind. I'm saying you need to listen to the Holy Spirit That's good. and you need to put your trust in God. Mm-hmm. So as you encounter a disappointment, as disappointment comes, you have to remember you have choices and you have a personal relationship with Jesus, the fundamentals of our faith. Yeah. And you have an abiding spirit. And you have the word of God. So you are equipped for everything pertaining to life and godliness. So you have everything you need. You're missing nothing. You're lacking nothing in your faith. Um, Now, you may not know what to do. And all of that may be very confusing and mysterious. And you may say, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I've got to feed my family. Mm. Maybe you're on staff. I, I have people here I love. I just invited my neighbor. And they love it, but they don't know what I know about this place. Wow. So it gets complex, right? Wow. So what you need to do is That's go good. into your secret place and don't make any changes until you hear from God. Number one. Yeah. I would prayer. say number one, like pray. Pray for those and people. just go, Lord. Pray for us. Sit and just say, Lord, how should I process yeah. this? What should I do? Control your tongue. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. That's so, so good. Go into the prayer closet. They're talking and also about so now like moving in from one church to another, and you're learning, like you're figuring out how things work. Mm-hmm. This is good. This applies to that. Like, yeah. Pray. Go into your prayer closet. Sit with him. Sit with yeah. him. Is there a moment eventually? Like, can I make change in this place? Can I come and serve? Can I like? Can we take ownership over our false expectations? Can we take ownership over that we come into a church and expect to find Jesus, but in reality, Jesus has chosen broken men from the foundation of the world to build a culture in the church? That's, yeah. So like we come in and we expect it to be heaven. Everyone perfect. Everyone's perfect. No one's perfect. Kids ministry, perfect. Perfect. Senior pastors, perfect. Perfect. No insecurities, totally healed. Their admin team, wowza. Perfect, yes. Um, They're going to totally be, so when I come in on a Tuesday, they're going to be ready for me. Oh, they're going to be ready for me. And we're going to get plenty of quality time. No, they might ignore you. Mm-hmm. They might not listen to you for three weeks because they've got a full plate. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do? Are they even really ignoring or is are it just ignor- like, like they, everyone's busy? Like that's our expectations. Yeah. And so I'm saying false, false expectations. Yeah. Um, they didn't have me over for dinner. Mm. They don't care about my family. Like, are those true though? Are those real yeah. expectations? Like, yeah. I get that that's a good thing, but understand, are those expectations from God or those within us and what we want? You know, is that healthy? Yeah. So the church met from house to house and I get that. Well, who's to say that they're not meeting with other people? Mm -hmm. Just because they didn't have dinner with you doesn't mean they're not having dinner with people. Yeah. Just because they're not doing it the way we want to do it doesn't mean that it's not happening. It's not just your way. And I'll say also grace because... For us, we started in a small group of a few people during the COVID time. We shed a lot and decided what we're going after, who we're going after, Jesus. And then when we moved out that season, we moved out to the park and the beach and the park um, for a bit. It we started growing. Mm-hmm. And I would say like in that season, people coming are like, what's your plan? What are you doing? What's this? What's that? I'm like, dude, we are figuring it out. That's where grace, we, we don't need know. grace. And yeah. I think still, we're still figuring it out. And we're just like, okay, so we've got some structure. We're getting organized. And people come in like wanting all these small groups. And we're like, we wanted to, we want to jump into that so quickly. Like we love life. We love life groups, core groups. We do it naturally, but it's like, we're getting organized. We're trying to like figure ourselves out and what we, our core values and everything. And like people come in just like, where's my group though? Where's my group? And no offense, but it's like, hang on, get to like, we're a small group. This is just, this is new for us that we're growing also. And like, it's new for us that we're at ACC church. It's new for us that we have a building. It's new for us that all these things are new. What family do you know that 
multiplied from a family of four to a family of 400 in five years. Yeah. Very few. Right? So you you come because you love the We're family. To figure it you out. come because you love the family culture, but really what you uh, are voicing and what you're communicating is I actually want these programs or I yes. want these policies I want, to be or seen. I want these things in place, right? But you're drawn because you're oh, it's family, it's holy spirit. It's they've cultivated a really healthy atmosphere. Yeah. Well, how have we done that? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you know, and you have this to ask like, and sometimes like I say these false expectations yeah. we carry them in like baggage. And we unpack them and we expect everybody to be what we want them to be. Yeah. And the reality is everyone's going to fail you. Um, I try like in the front, at the front end of these conversations now, like if somebody comes to me and they say, I want to be discipled by you or I want a call on leadership. Okay, number like, one, realistic here. Let's this happens. No, like realistically, because we do like, we're not lacking leadership in this church. Mm-hmm. Like we are inundated with leaders. There's, we have a leadership culture. So there's so many people that can preach so many people that can disciple so many people that can worship. Like there's so much of this in the beginning. You have to ask questions like, okay, so what, when you say like, I want to be in worship, what are you meaning? Yeah. What are you meaning? What's your, what's your expect? What are your expectations on this? Like when someone comes and says, well, my expectation, very good point. If I'm going to be in your churches, I would like a weekly meeting with you, Brad. Oh, there's probably 20 people that I meet with weekly. Yeah. And lead a family. Yeah. And have three daughters and, uh, and have for, a job. And ha- I have somehow to communicate. And this. I'm a teaching pastor. And, and so that's not including like bigger events, mm-hmm. preparation. Like what we're doing in the city. What we're doing in the yeah. city, ministries that are flowing and things yeah. that are happening in the church. Could you imagine making an hour for 20 people a week? Mm-hmm. That's so an hour. True. Like, Every meeting, you can't just go back to back to back to back to back. Sometimes there's follow-up after meetings. Sometimes there's um, meetings go over. Sometimes, um, how do I lead the teams? So if I do 20 individual hours a week on meetings, what do I do with team meetings? What do I do with trainings? What do I do with prayer rooms? So what do I do? To know like the behind the scenes, and behind the scenes, understanding that like through. I don't just stand on a stage and then do nothing else. Yeah. Like to lead a church, there's a lot happening now pastors will put themselves in busyness is a protection away from certain being vulnerable or being, yeah. they'll put distance Having between access. themselves and the people. They'll eliminate access. My goal is never to eliminate access. My reality is that I cannot give everybody access or else I'm going to die. So I'm not yeah. tra- like I will spiritually die if I'm where, where's my time for prayer. Like, where's my time for meditation in the scriptures? Where's my time for yeah. like the gym? Yeah, what we're encouraging everyone like, to do. Yeah, like we're out. Like at some point, like our expectations on something, we devour it because um, we're wanting someone to fix us. Mm. When it's like, well, a lot of your things could be solved. A lot of our things could be solved if we went back to the word and to prayer. Yes. And I guess you want to get to know the person, you, the people you're in community with for sure. But like, like we said this, obviously Wednesday night is not an answer for everything, but like, come, there's time to talk. Like you can't just hold someone hostage for 30 minutes and talk. No, but like there's time to get to know each other before I, and after. There's I'm time on in the same room, 46 weeks a year. Yeah. You come to second service. You're going to have time with me because I don't leave. Yeah. I don't leave late. You won't catch me before service because I'm in prayer, but um, yeah, I'm not a hard good. guy to connect with. Like, yeah. But everybody wants it yeah. their way, and, you know, and it, yeah. I would say about the the uh, flip side for the person that in their shoes, um, I would ask you if you feel hurt or like constantly hurt, just like on the other side that's seeking people and to be heard and seen, ask yourself, um, what is your season? I would ask because obviously, mm. like, I would just say, know your season is your season. Like, ask the Lord. You're not making this up. You're not asking other people. Ask the Lord, what is my season? Am I receiving right now or am I here to serve? And, or, obviously, this is touchy, I know, because everyone can serve. No one is like, everyone can serve. There's, doesn't matter your season. You can stand up and serve. That aside, know your season and know if it's like, I need ministry i need prayer i need someone to like cover me I'm, i need healing or do you have something to offer and also if your season is in that i have something to give 
because God has said it, not because I'm just saying it, because God has told me you're going there. He's opening doors. Let's say God is opening doors for you to minister to people. He's opening doors. Um, and just naturally, I'm not trying, I'm not forcing it. It's my seat. Like my season is to speak up about things and to pray over people. He's going to open the doors. He's going to do things. And if it's, you can't force that season. If you're in a season of receiving prayer, healing from something, God's going to open the doors for people to cover you. Like no, I don't know if that made sense, but yeah. know what season you're in. Even like I was just telling my friend about this, but weekly, uh, day by day, know your season. Maybe today it's like, know the Lord what you're doing in that day even. And so that I feel like that solves a lot of hurt, like expectations. Like I want access to you right now. Well, hang on. Like what's, just know your Would season. You, know, so, your, know what you're in right now. That's the self-awareness piece where yeah. you look at it and you go. L- listening to Holy Spirit though. It's self-aware, but it's also like can, can we communication there's with so the much father on this topic that I feel I like because right now I'm yeah. what about the person who you're in church and things are good, but you find out your pastor has had an immoral affair. Oh, and now your spiritual life is rocked because you say, can I believe anything he said or okay. she said? Yeah. You're asking me. No, I'm just saying like the person, like, so when someone goes and that. you put your trust in someone mm-hmm. and then, so now we're talking about organizational health right. and we're talking about, communication and change and all this stuff. But like, what about the thing that rocks you? We, I did not see that coming. Yeah. And, and then is it like you're destroyed every, like, yeah, like there's then. some, they say, well, is the whole church broke down? Do I even believe the Bible anymore? And it's interesting that people, of course there's a fail, a person is can fail and a person can sin and mess up. But like, it's interesting that people hop to that to me, to me. When, when the Bible itself, like, the Bible itself doesn't edit itself. Yeah. So you have these expectations that people are going to be perfect and they're not going to make mistakes when the Bible actually told you all men sin. Everyone yeah. sins. Like you can see it's it. It's said it. It's, it's written. Happen. It's yeah. in there. You see David in affairs. You see Abraham afraid. You see um, Jacob stealing a blessing. You see uh, Peter and Paul fighting in Galatians. And yeah. uh, you see Paul creating so much tension in a church that they actually send him away. And it says the church had peace when he was gone. You see like Peter walk away. You see all of it. Right. Yeah. And then you come into a church and you hear that your pastor did something and now he's having to step down and, and obviously not think, making room for this saying it's no, fine. No, clearly no, not no. at all. Yeah. But I'm saying the Bible's not editing itself. Yeah. God hasn't lied to you. He's told you in scripture, things like this would come. He said, it's inevitable that trouble comes in the world. And he tells us how to handle it. He says, in the new but don't Testament. worry, I've overcome the trouble. Like, so in this, the word of God will not fail, mm-hmm. number one. So it's not your pastor's word. If he's preaching the Bible, it's the Bible. Mm-hmm. So you put your trust in God that even though there was a broken vessel that delivered this word, you can trust not in that broken vessel, but you trust in the word that's coming through that vessel, yeah. right? So, and, and yeah, so yeah. you can say like, and and just let you speak on it too. But um, I think that we want people to be what we want them to oh, be. For sure. And I and I think that it messes us up because everyone's gonna fail you. Mm-hmm. I don't think because someone because I'm just waiting for the next shoe to drop. Which pastor is going to fall morally next? Like which church is going to have a next headline? Right. And it causes me to fear God because mm-hmm. I go, Lord, I don't want that to happen to me. Like I'm a pastor mm-hmm. and I know the demonic attack on leadership is real. So I think I see it from a little different perspective where I say, listen, I don't wake up every day and just feel holy. Like mm-hmm. I'm there's some days I have to press in to get to crucify my flesh. Mm-hmm. There's some days where like if I'm not abiding in the voice of God, like I can make a horrible decision. Yeah. There's so much. You know, like, so I'm not immune to sin. Right. Right. Like as a pastor. Yeah. And it also in the, the new Testament letters, they talk, Peter, Paul talk about how to like, what to do with all this, like how to handle someone in sin and like communicating with them and what to do. But, um, what was I going to say there's, um, I'll just bring up, somebody that 
don't judge me, but Mike Bickle yeah. has going through a lot of heat right now. Mike Bickle from International House of Prayer in Kansas because he's... And we have someone in our ministry. I've been kind yeah, of connected to that probably situation. probably few, actually, yeah, well, but we've been there. We have and I have friends that are there still ministry, yeah. right now. Yeah. And so he uh, kept a secret for 20 years plus of um, just sketchy, sketchy stuff. Um, and he finally, finally came out. He admitted to it, but for a while he wasn't. Um, but... What I would say is, yes, like he is an imperfect person, and we should ne- he should have never been this like idol, anyways. First of all, but I would just have to say because we're talking about like tossing someone out with it or this his the teachings. I learned so much from his teaching, and because it, it was like scripture, he preached like straight scripture. He didn't give like his opinions much. It was well, sort of, but it was mostly like. This is what it says. This is what it says and and about the end times and like even the last few months before this came out, I was like reintroducing myself. We had just started reading a we fasting did, book, which is an amazing a, book by the way. Was a Mike Bickle book yeah. when the news came out. We so. did, and I recommended it because it changed my life ten years ago. And I would just say like, it's from the scripture. That's what. That's why for me, yeah, he's he's not perfect. Of yeah, course. Dude, I I but sent it. I sent because we I. But this we stuff he was in, teaching, I was like, dude, this was so good, and now I'm like, okay, I'm probably not gonna like recommend everyone, but I, I just started digging <laughs> maybe, back in. Maybe you do. That, I don't know, like, but that's so I still go look back, and he talks about Daniel, and he digs oh. in, and so I would just say like, I had to send our because I had just passed these books out to our staff. That team. was so funny, and, and so I literally just we were just on this. Um, the, like the night, the night before this information came out, or the morning, yeah, the morning of really, getting really these wild. books. The book um, was um, the like the about bridegroom fast. It's, yeah, um, I'm trying to find really, exactly. Really so we lead the entire church through text message, just so you know. Like, <laughs> like our like, core team. I'm sure you have like a a full like communication strategy. No, that's no, we read we we lead through text. We send memes. We send me. <laughs> yeah, that's all we do. But um, I had sent out to our group text, and I basically when was that. It was October, right? Was it October? No. Was it October? Was it October? It was around the same time that Israel and yeah. Gosh, I wish I could find it right now because um, I had to make it. Okay, here it is. Here's what I sent our staff team after that. And I, I think this is good this because is good. we brought this yeah. up. Can I read it real yeah. quick? And then yeah. Yeah. you can take yeah. us wherever. Said, hey, just a heads up. I recently put out the book to our staff team called The Rewards of Fasting by Mike Bickles. So I need to send out a note about what's going on. Mike has been asked to step down for an investigation about a very serious sexual misconduct allegation. Uh, it came out publicly at their church on Sunday and the news is circulating. And being that I just handed this book out to our staff, I feel like I need to say something. I'm not saying this. You'll search up the latest church gossip or so that it becomes a topic of conversation within our team. I've been talking to some from our ministry that are connected to IHOP and have friends in the Midwest. Uh, I just want to say that I don't think this invalidates the word of God or the book that we are reading. But I also want to make sure you're aware while you read the Bible says that the word never returns void. And I believe that men can still make mistakes and be used powerfully by God. Um, I said, love you guys. I said a few personal things, but I said, love you guys and hope you're having a good Wednesday. Text me or call me if you have any questions. That is living in the tension y'all that is living in the middle of both. Like, so like, I don't think that men can make mistakes. And the word can never come back void. I think both can be true. Mm, so good. So, yeah, I just want to close it up for now. There's like, man, we could talk about this for like five weeks. Is there anything else that you had to say? They want to? No, I no, I do want to say this. Like, hurts. The pain is yeah, real. That's, I was just gonna say that. The pain is real. Just uh, so say that. we come out, understand that we've been healed of our pain, but we've had moments of deep, deep hurt. Yeah. Deep, deep confusion, deep confusion, deep um, worry and like stress over what's going to happen and what's next and walking in the dark and feeling lost and not sure where to go and not understanding things. And there's been years where we've wandered. Mm -hmm. Both of us can say, like, we're we're healed from our church hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've come to a place now where we can bless people who hurt us. Mm-hmm. And we can take ownership over our life and our choices and we cannot be defined by that hurt anymore. That's good. 
you know, so I believe there's a place where you will have to go through a season of healing, yes. processing the pain, but you can't stay there. Mm-hmm. I just hear me right now. I don't yeah, know. Who, that's good. You can't stay there. It's not going to help you Yeah. because you're going to drag that no pain everywhere that. you go. And you're, this is much greater than us. The, Jesus is actually at work in the world and you want to be a part of that work. Yeah. And so um, maybe your part of this work is going to continue someplace else. You know, maybe it's not at the current church you're at. Maybe this, your part in this work will happen in a different position on the staff team. Maybe your part of this hurt will happen. Work that's happening in the world will happen in the world itself. Yeah. Maybe yeah. God sometimes can do something in a church because he wants to get you out and you wouldn't have left because you're too comfortable. That's good. So maybe God will allow something to happen and not give you a heads up on it because he actually has assigned a people for you mm. in an office space downtown. Mm. I don't know. Like, but yeah. trust God. But there's still healing in that leaving. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I would say, like I said it just briefly, but like there's, we don't have time for this. Not that we don't have time for your hurt. I don't mean that. I mean, like we need healing. Like you don't see in the old, the new Testament, them, they didn't send us much about church hurt. They didn't talk about it. They didn't spend chapters and chapters and books and books on church hurt because they're like, throw it off. It says, since you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, even that, that in sin that entangles us and clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race set before you, looking to Jesus. So like whatever's entangling you, maybe your sin or hurt from the past that you did or someone else, like throw it off. Throwing it off, what does that look like? Forgiving, you talked about. Um, Prayer, like your walk with God. It's not anyone else's. It's your walk with him. Like you have to do the work to get it out and forgive and blessing your enemies. That's so good, you said. I feel like you receive a blessing as you were blessing them. I can't think of a single person right now that I'm like seriously mad at or that I'm like I've it's not a way to live it's like no I feel I'm at peace I'm not sitting around like strategizing how to get back at somebody or like bring wrath on somebody I'm really loving Jesus and really sincerely just operating in my call and doing the best I can and being a dad being a husband being a leader of an organization like just being a friend yeah you know know, like not every situation is perfect so I have empathy for that like and, and sometimes maybe you have been overlooked or ignored or disappointed or whatever. And that's real. Feel that, but don't stay there. Exactly. It was just saying, don't stay there. You guys like let it out, go to the Lord and let it out. Let him feel it, see it. Like he's not afraid of it. And, um, you got just let it out because it's toxic to stay inside of you, but let it out to him and ask him to heal it and just let him like guide you in the process and have the hard conversations that he's leading you to have. Like he's leading you to have it, not that you're just going to go and give them what you like, give it to them, you know, like ask God, what should I do in this? And should I go to them and say something and like humbly and with forgiveness in your heart? And so I would just say like, guys, we can't live with this. So if you want to talk more, some of us are open to talk. If you want to come to the, if you go to Two Trees Church, um sundays after service we have a prayer line that is a legit prayer line right? yeah people are actually going to the prayer people line are now. actually going to the prayer line and getting bro- bro- they're getting set free su- yeah, yeah sunday yeah, i wasn't there sunday but i heard it was on fire yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. was getting prayer on yeah. sunday yeah it's crazy people are getting set free and so i would say take the step forward um just remember it's your walk with the god with god with the lord so people can cover you but you gotta walk it out every day yep and so just come forward and get prayer um and write in if you need prayer. And yeah, and if you have any questions, you. contact us. Mm-hmm. If you want us to cover a subject, this is interactive. We want to talk about things that we can't normally get to on Sundays or in sermons. Mm-hmm. And so just give us some feedback. Let us know yeah. where you need help because we're here to equip you. That was good. Uh, thank you, guys. Happy Tuesday. Ciao.